the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of outcome, you'll get a $50 free credit. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, Make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, March 8th, currently 1.20 on the East Coast. Here to break down the Tuesday night player props, and it's the return for the NBA season with my main man, the prop god from the West Coast, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing, my man? We haven't spoken since uh, NFL season, brother. How, how's everything going for you? Doing great, dude. I was just about to say that this is the first time I've done the NBA prop cast, so I'm really excited yeah. to join you, man. I think we're going to try to make this a regularly scheduled thing now. So yeah. um, now that NFL is out the way, NBA's only got like what 20 games left. So let's get this money, man. I'm really excited to talk props here. I haven't done it in a while. So um, yeah, man, ready to get into the six game slate we got for Tuesday. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, John no longer going to be able to join us on the prop guest. He had to go back to work, to the office. Sucks for him. Oh. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Dan's going to fit in nicely. For uh, the rest of the NBA season, obviously, we're going to be here for the NBA playoffs as well. So definitely exciting times. Um, yeah, like you said, the dust has really settled on the NFL, uh, but we're still grinding away for the prop cast for the NBA season between myself, Scott, Will, and now Dan joining the uh, joining the prop cast on the er- early edition of the week. Dan, I know we haven't really talked about the NBA much. Um, you know, we've had conversations offline and things, but... Kind of want to kind of get your general thoughts about the NBA, maybe not from a a player prop perspective, but maybe some teams that have caught your eye um, in the either either conference, whether it's an Eastern Western conference. I think this season it's really been wide open in both conferences, and we've talked about this a lot on the NBA Gambling Podcast as well. But anything particular that I know it's a it's a very broad question, but anything in particular that's kind of caught your eye maybe from player performances or team performances uh, at this juncture of the season? Yeah, this is a really critical time because I think in both cases for the conferences, injuries or just shifting of, of players has really opened up the opportunity for a lot of teams here at the top. Uh, I'll, talk, I'll talk about the East, the East first uh, for a second. I think the Miami Heat have been probably one of the more consistent teams. Um, they're, get, they're getting their strategic rest at the right times for some of their older players like Kyle Lowry. He's been weirdly out for personal reasons a couple of times in the season, but I'll yeah. be honest, like I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, he's got a lot of mileage on his tires, so whatever rest he can get along with Jimmy Butler and Bam missed you know, almost a quarter of the season with his injury, they're going to get healthy at the right time, so I think they're going to be a very dangerous team. Uh, my dark my dark horse coming out of the the East right now though is really the Boston Celtics. The way yeah. that they've turned it up 
that the acquisition of Derek White has been tremendous for their defense, along with Robert Williams, who probably should be uh, a better, have better odds in being the defensive player of the year than he's at right now. Like, I think they're just handing it to Rudy Gobert year over year. And I think Draymond Green certainly had a case for it, but Robert Williams has been the best defensive player this year. And um, they're really coming into, into uh, the fold here with Al Horford playing very well all season consistently. You know, this guy is completely different player than he was last year. Um, And then we're seeing Jason Tatum do what Jason Tatum does. Like he started out kind of slow, but he's a bucket. He's a bucket getter. And I think this team is really taking shape at the right time. And they're going to have to battle with the East, man. Like this is going to be the Sixers, the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Heat. I think that they're the best teams, but you can't discount the Bucs too. You know, the Bucs have kind of been playing this like low key. We're going to chill. We won the championship last year. We know what this is about, but I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about their depth. You know, I think that that injury to Pat Connington is going to wind up catching up to him. I don't think they have a lot of guards and they're going to need Brooke Lopez if they're going to stop Joel Embiid. I mean, Giannis is good, but we've seen with this Harden Embiid connection, they're going to be probably the, the hardest uh, to stop in terms of a duo um, in the East right now. So I didn't talk about the Brooklyn Nets because I don't really know what the Brooklyn Nets are. What's up with them. They're three and 17 over their last 20 games. Obviously they didn't have Kevin Durant for a majority of those and Kyrie still a part-time player, but Ben Simmons, we don't know what he's going to look like with this. I mean, I think it's going to improve their defense, but their offense has still struggled a little bit too. So I'm not, I'm not totally sold that they're going to be able to just win it with this big three. Um, I think that this is actually going to be a, a pretty tough Eastern conference here. So I'm curious to see how this, how the lay of the land kind of shakes out over the course of these next 20 games. Um, I'll pause there for a minute for the Eastern and then we'll, we can get into the West. Yeah. I mean, you, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it's it, with the acquisition of, of Harden to uh, the Sixers. I mean, that, that puts them kind of in that upper echelon as well. The one that part does concern me for the Sixers is the depth as well, that the bench is yeah. really, their bench is awful. Yeah. Kind of non-existent <laughs> there. It's pretty much, you know, Joel and uh, Embiid Harden and then Tyrese Maxey has really come along since the trade uh, of acquiring James Harden. Um, and then, you know, Miami, a lot of great depth. I think, you know, when I look at championship caliber teams, I kind of look at the three levels, right? Rim protection, three and D guys, and then your backcourt. And I think Miami really checks all three boxes for me. And I mean, they don't have the traditional big superstar names on this roster, like the Sixers and the Bucks and even the Celtics do. I mean, they have yeah. blue collar guys like Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo. I mean, last night I was watching this Rockets and Miami Heat game and they're getting it from different guys every single night. Last night, it was the Tyler Hero show in that first half. Second half, we saw Jimmy Butler kind of take over. And then, like you talked about, I think it's been important for whatever reason, you know, personal reasons that Kyle Lowry has been out. He's been getting that rest, but I think it's going to be important for them in the playoff run in the Eastern Conference. And quietly, I mean, if you kind of look at the standings, they have a three-game lead uh, for that in that uh, in the Eastern Conference for that number one seed, which is kind of crazy to me. But, you know, Brooklyn, you're right. I don't think we can make a real educated handicap or – or judgment for lack of better words until I see Ben Simmons on this team. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see some of the vaccine mandates in, in New York city in the Manhattan area kind of loosen up. Um, so maybe at a, some point down the stretch here, Kyrie might be able to play in home games, but I really want to see what this team looks like with Ben Simmons on the floor with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't, don't want to count them out yet. I think they did a great job at the trade deadline, by getting some more depth, with Seth Curry, with Andre Drummond. I think LaMarcus Aldridge has been great for them as well, but I think that's yet to be determined. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
for the Eastern Conference, I'm so excited to watch some of these matchups, especially in that second round, because we're going to get matchups of like, might be Miami versus the Bucks, and then Philly versus the Nets in the second round, which is, as a fan, and, and those are like dream matchups for us in the Eastern Conference. But um, I know you are the Sixers fan. I, I personally think they are a year away. I think Harden has been great for them thus far. That that Embiid and Harden chemistry for the first four games where they play together has been absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. But I still think, you know, we, we just said that they're a year, or I think they don't have that bench, but I think they're a year away. But you're the Sixers fan. I kind of want to get your thoughts on the Sixers here with the acquisition of Harden. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would – I think that they are a year away. Like, I don't think this team is com, is complete yet. I would rather them in the offseason trade Tobias Harris for two, two role players. Uh, I think that that would be – that would really bolster that that bench that we're talking about here or even their starting lineup. Like, Danny Green hasn't played the best. I think he's still solid, though. Matisse Thybul, I think, has actually been uh, one of the winners of this trade. He seems to be more of a rim runner and doing these backdoor cuts, playing his defense like he always does, but he's not shooting as much and he's not putting the ball on the floor, which I wish Tobias Harris could have actually figured out how to do. Like, just do catch and shoot, man. That's what we need you to do right now. And I don't think he's adjusting to the role very well, but, you know, when you're having to trot out Furkan Korkmaz and uh, Paul Millsap and Shake Milton, once it comes to playoff time, like, that, that's not going to bode well for you. So, if they can tighten up the rotation, maybe we see more of Niang in there, uh, who had a great game on on Monday night, uh, really showed what he could do. And, um, and maybe you mix in a little bit of the young guys like Paul Reed and uh, yeah. Isaiah Joe. Like I think that it's I, I'm ready to see it as a Sixers fan. I, I'm done with the Corkmas, the Forkan Corkmas experience. Yeah. So I think that that's where, what's really limiting them is is the ability to get that support off the bench, but. Uh, for how dominant they've been together, just in terms of slowing the pace down, um, drawing fouls, and really hard in doing whatever he wants, and, and Embiid playing MVP level ball, we haven't seen the Sixers look this good since you know we're talking early two thousands here, like Allen Iverson era. So yeah. I can't I can't say that they can't win it right now. I just think that it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I, I could see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know that they're gonna win it. And especially when you got Brooklyn tinkering in this playing game scenario, like they could be one of the most dangerous eight seeds potentially that you eight, seven seeds that you ever see. So if they wind up matching them in the first round, ah, and, and then the mandate gets lifted, like I yeah. don't know that I wanna see, you know, that that deep of a Brooklyn squad against the Sixers in the first round. That could be a tough out. So um yeah, I, I'm not totally sold on them winning the championship. I, I'm going to pump the brakes there, but I think that okay. they could definitely be a, a contender for sure. Yeah, 100%, man. I'm, I'm just excited. I mean, it, it's it's we're seeing a lot of balance, I think, in both conferences. And I think more yeah. so for me, the Western Conference right now is really wide open. Wide. It's, it's wide open. And, uh, you know, if I would have told you, Dan, that we'll be at this juncture of the season – and the Brooklyn Nets would be the ninth seed and the Los Angeles Lakers would be the ninth seed in their respective conferences. We would have thought we were crazy, but you know, um, Phoenix right now, it looks like they're going to run away with that number one seed. They have an eight game lead. Um, obviously they're dealing with their injuries with CP three being out. I believe that Devin Booker might be back sometime this week as if I'm not mistaken, yeah. but Memphis has now leapfrogged the Warriors for that two spot. I got I think we got news yesterday that Draymond Green is targeting to be back next Monday for this Warriors team. And then pretty much after that, I think Denver, if they eventually do get Jamal Murray back and uh, Michael Porter Jr. back, and then 
you look at that play-in tournament bracket with the Wolves, who've made significant improvement on the defense side of the basketball. Ty Lue, for what he's been able to do with his Clippers team, uh, without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for practically the entire season, the downfall of the Lakers, and obviously now, or surprisingly now, the kind of surge of the Pelicans here since they trade uh, of CJ McCollum. But I think the conversation is more interesting in the Western Conference. What have you kind of seen here um, in the Western Conference that's kind of stood out to you here, Dan? Yeah, it's really been the play of all of these middle-seeded teams here. So you got the Mavericks. They're 8-2 and two over their last 10 games. They've won five straight. The Nuggets are 9-1 and one over their last 10. They've won three straight. The Wolves, as you mentioned, 8-2 and two over their last 10, winning five straight. And even the Clippers, 7-3 and three over the last 10. It's crazy how wide open this Western Conference is. And you're right. Like, the Suns are sitting pretty. No one's going to be able to catch them. They only have 13 losses on the season, and you can't make up losses, right? So... Um, you're looking at the, someone, someone like the Lakers, who has 36 losses at the ninth seed, where the eighth seeded Clippers only have 32. Yeah. So the Lakers are in a really precarious position right now with the Pelicans right on their heels. And each game is going to matter right now. Like even the Trailblazers aren't completely out of the question of the play in tournament. So, or the Spurs. So, you know, I, the Lakers got to be sweating right now. And, you know, with the the comments of Russell Westbrook pretty much losing all of his confidence right now and now thinking that the media is coming for his family and his last name and all this stuff, like, he's got to put that shit to bed. Yeah. They got to they gotta wake up and get something together because they're really tinkering right now on potentially missing the playoffs. I think I bet that the Lakers would make the playoffs like three weeks ago at plus 190, and that's not looking very good right now. Yeah, because um, now they're 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 really playing for the playing tournament, and if they don't get it, like uh, they could definitely be an out. But um, in terms of catching the Suns, uh, I don't know that anyone's going to be able to do it. Obviously, the Warriors have really been struggling as of late, two and eight yeah. in their last ten. Mm-hmm. They need Draymond back in in the worst way. So yeah. I don't know that I can just jump and assume that the Warriors are going to be great when they get them back. But mm-hmm. the Mavericks are making a move. I love the way that Luca's been playing, pretty much like an MVP level since yeah. they traded Kristaps Porzingis and Jokic too, man. Like he's doing it all, man. Like they're just reeling out wins. So this is going to be interesting. No one's really talking about the Jazz because no one ever talks about the Jazz because they're always <laughs> that regular season team that disappoints in the playoffs. But yeah. I don't know, man. Them and the Grizzlies, I, this could be the turning point in both of their franchises where like, yeah, we're, we're young, don't have too much playoff experience, but we're ready to turn the corner because if, if CP3 isn't healthy, we've seen the Suns team play down the competition. So yeah. I, I, this is like probably one of the most, this is probably the most parody I've seen in the NBA in a long time. Like, granted, the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship last year. and No one's really expecting that, but I don't know. I don't think that there's a clear winner in either of these two these two divisions here. And assuming Chris Paul comes back and he's healthy like he was playing early in the season, I think the Suns are the odds-on favorite, and they should be because they're the best team. You know, we're talking 3 and D. You're talking point guard. You're talking interior, yeah. uh, rim defense, all that stuff. They have all that. Um, whereas, like, you know, the Grizzlies, they, they don't have a half, good half-court offense and they don't shoot the three well. So there's deficiencies in every team here. But I think when it's all said and done, if the Suns are back to full strength, they're the best team bar none. Yeah, I think that we don't really talk about the Jazz much because, like, the, over the past couple of years, we know they're a 50-win team. Like, the regular yeah. season, they're great. Regular season, they're always good. Like, playoffs is where it matters and where they really need to step up. I know last year, they were, I mean, every team had injuries. Um, you know, the, I'm not making an excuse for the Utah Jazz, but <laughs> I, I think it's it's, it's going to come to a point where Donovan Mitchell is going to be like, he's going to have to make a decision. And 
you know, we've heard about the friction between him and Rudy Gobert over the past couple seasons here. And look, yeah. if they don't get out of the first round this year, I think Donovan Mitchell might skip town and go somewhere else, or there's going to be significant roster turnover yeah. on this jazz team where I think rightfully so there needs to be obviously with the trade of Joe Ingles now to Portland, um, this roster outside of Donovan Mitchell, I'm not very convinced about. So I think they need to get another star player aside um, Donovan Mitchell kind of take that pressure off of him about scoring the basketball and being the main guy every single night. But for the Jazz, we need to see it done in the playoffs. For Dallas, I think the Jason Kidd hire has been great for them. Um, you know, yeah. They, you, did you think you'd be saying that at this stage in the uh, in this no, season? Absolutely not. And, <laughs> and if you kind of take a look at the roster too, I mean, Luca, top five player in the NBA, no doubt about that, right? He's playing at an MVP level right now. Uh, but I think the biggest thing for them has been the improvement on defense. And I think they're one of yeah. the more, they're better rated defensive teams in the league this season. And you got to give credit for Jason Kidd for turning that around for them, for the Dallas Mavericks. I think the same thing about the New Orleans Pelicans, because Dan, over the last couple of years, when we were looking at Pelicans game, oh, we weren't even handicapping it. Or I, I was, I was like, okay, it's an auto over. <laughs> we weren't team. even looking at them, right? Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. Their games were automatically betting the over on them. And, you know, for them to make that improvement, especially without Zion this pretty much the entire season. He hasn't played a single game. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of happens with some of these teams in the offseason. But um, yeah, anything else for the Western Conference before we get into the player props for tonight, Dan? Yeah, I just want to add to that last point. Um, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. If, if they have a if they get out of the first round, if they don't get out of the first round, again, the Utah Jazz, I, I do think he would force his way out of Utah. Similarly, yeah. Zion Williamson, as much as he wants to go on the gram and say, oh, I'm with my brothers and he's ramping up for basketball activity, I don't see him playing next year. And, like, it's the most bizarre situation. Like, who doesn't play out their rookie deal when you have, like, $200 million sitting sitting there waiting for you to yeah. just take? But it's clear, man. He doesn't want to play there. So those are the two guys I'm going to be watching in the offseason primarily that are probably going to want out. Um, so we'll see how, what, what it comes to. But... Respect to the Pelicans. I think they're the surprise team ever since trading for CJ McCollum, how great that they've been, that they've actually willed themselves to even be at an opportunity to get into the play-in tournament. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun little uh, end of the season here. Yeah, 100%, man. Pelicans, I mean, me and Scott were down on them for sure at the beginning of the year, but since the trade for CJ McCollum, uh, this team has, I mean, they're only 5-5, five and five, but it's really been, they, they've been playing better basketball. And Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum look like they've really picked up that chemistry uh, in the small amount of games that they have played together. All right, Dan, let's put a bow on that. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we'll get into our Tuesday night player props during the NBA. Right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball, and WinBet is helping you cash. All new users can receive a $10 free bet when they win or lose or push a $20 four-leg parlay on basketball between Monday through Thursday. All users can receive a free $50 bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday through Sunday. Weekend bonus play can be used towards all upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. 
Check out Sable Duel, a Daily Z Fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes, bet your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games, weekly tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, you guys know the formats, three player props each, and then we'll wrap up with the best bet. Dan, I'll give you the floor first, man. What's your first player prop for tonight? What do you got? Man, I'm going to get this out the way now. I'm going to go Kyrie Irving over 23 and a half points at minus 105. Kyrie, he only dropped 19 in the in TD Garden on Sunday night. This is his fourth game. This will be his fifth game playing with Kevin Durant this season, and he's only averaging 18.8 points per game with him in the lineup. But, you know, I think that this is going to be the turnaround point for the Nets. They have to win ball games. For much for what we were talking about earlier, you know, losing their last, you know, th- going 3-17 and 17 over their last 20. They got to make up some ground here. And I think we're going to see Kyrie Irving see a lo- be a little bit more aggressive uh, going to the home stretch here. Now, Charlotte, they're giving up 23.1 points to opposing point guards in their last seven games. So that's right around Kyrie's uh, line here at 23 and a half. They are also 28th in points allowed per game, that being the Hornets. But I, I like this spot for Kyrie mainly because I, I expect this game to be pretty high scoring. Um, he's averaging 24.7 this season, but he's gone over 23 and a half in seven of his last 10 games with an average of 26.1 over that span. And he's also gone over... Uh, 23 and a half and five of his last seven with one day's rest. So I think this is going to be a good spot for Kyrie to score. I mean, he's going against Lamella Ball and and, t- and Terry Rozier, who both respectively don't play very good team defense. Yep. Um, and this is going to be an out. This is going to be a high scoring affair. So I'm expecting Kyrie to drop buckets here and kind of buck the trend of his lack of scoring uh, with KD in the lineup this season. Yeah, I'm not going to argue against that because you know, obviously with the Nets, you got to start winning ball games right now. And you know, Kyrie had a rough game on Sunday against the Boston Celtics, um, at least you know scoring points. But you know, I'm gonna I'm there right there with you. The amount of points that we I think we're both expecting to see. I think his counterpart here, um, his co superstar Kevin Durant, I think he's going to have a big game as well. So and it's really going to have to be on the back of their, these two guys, yeah, um, for the rest of the season because when 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 and if Ben Simmons does return. They're not going to really rely on him for offense. It's going to be more about being that Draymond Green role, playing defense, getting the offense initiated. So I'm taking Kevin Durant tonight over his points as well. And it's not, I don't think it's 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 a conflicting between what you have with Kyrie, because Kyrie and KD can go out on almost every single night and drop 30 plus points together every single night because those are the type of players that they are. But Kevin Durant, since he returned um from that injury against Miami. I think he had 37 or 38 in that game against the um, Boston Celtics. He had 30 plus points in that game as well. And then tonight you just hit the nail on the head that I don't think the boss or sorry, the uh, Charlotte Hornets have guys that can hold these guys on the defensive side. You have PJ Washington, you have miles bridges, but I don't think those guys are going to be able to stay in front of Kevin Durant. So I think this backcourt tonight for the Brooklyn Nets is going to shine tonight. I'm going to play Kyrie over as well. I'm going to play Kevin Durant over as well. 
these two guys know it's time for us to start winning ball games. But even kind of go back to earlier this season when these two teams matched up, Kevin Durant had 38 points in that game. He was 17 of 24 from the field. And even despite the Hornets having a top 10 defensive rated uh, team or defense in the league over the past five games, the points that we just discussed defensively, I just don't think that they're going to be able to hold them. So I like the Kyrie play. I like the Kevin Durant play. I think they're going to ball out tonight here. Um, and I think we, I noticed this in the Boston game is that one of those two guys is going to have to be on the floor at all at, times. At, uh, yeah. At all times. Right. And I think it, when, when Kyrie goes to the bench, Durant's on the floor, when Durant goes to the bench, Kyrie's on the floor. So the offense is going to go through those two guys. I like it tonight. I think that these two guys are going to ball out here tonight. So Dan's taking the over on Kyrie. I'm taking over on the Kevin Durant prop here. Trying to look for those two guys to ball out here tonight. Um, Dan, what's let's get number, to your, What's the number on KD? I see a 29 and a half. I locked it up at 29 and a half this morning. Nice. He's averaging 32 with, with Irving in the lineup. So yeah, that, that, that should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to your next one, man. What do you got? Uh, my next one, I'm going to go Darius Baisley under 11 and a half points. You can get that at plus 100. Or if you want to get a little bit more conservative, you can play it at 12 and a half um, at minus 116. Baisley's only gone over this in 11 and a half in one of four games versus the Bucks in his career over the last five. We've kind of seen his minutes fluctuate, and it's no surprise because it's it's affected his production. Over the last like eight or nine games, it's been double digits, single digits, double digits, single digits. So he just had 11 points um, uh, in 36 minutes a couple nights ago. But I'm I'm expecting the Bucks to really shut him down and just shut down this Thunder offense in general. Um, he's only this 11 and a half. He's only hit to he's hit to the under of uh, 63% of the time this season, 37 out of 59 games. Um, so slight concern about the 13 points um, that the, the bucks are laying right now, but the thunder covered their last game um, in a very low scoring affair. So, you know, I'm expecting, you know, the only offense that I'm really expecting on the thunder side is really from SGA. Um, and there's really no one else that can really do it. Yeah. And Baisley's been kind of uh, tinkering the lineups, or I should say the coaching has been kind of tinkering the lineups with Baisley and, and Isaiah Roby. Roby's been playing better right now, so I'm going to lean towards him having a better game and Baisley not having as much success scoring the basketball. So I'm going to take the under here at 11.5, and, and I would play it up to as high as 12.5. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of take a look at this, um, this Thunder offense over the last, I think, four or five games here is really just been SGA um, scoring points. And now you have a Bucks team, you know, interior defense, whether it's, it's Giannis, whether it's Middleton, whoever's going to be able to, you know, hold Baisley down. I don't think that's going to be the concern. I think they're going to be more focused on SGA here tonight. And I got to say with SGA, man, I mean, I've been giving this out on my Twitter. I've been saying if there's, a, there's a prop that you should automatically be betting over the past couple games here, and it's been SGA, and I think the market continues to misprice SGA's props here. So I'm taking over 26 and a half on SGA points to go over. And there's one thing I look at before I'm betting this, this player prop every single day. And I looked at the injury report this morning again. So no, no, no Lou Dort, no Josh Giddy again. So that automatically means that somebody is going to have to put up points. And it's really been SGA over the past five games. He's been averaging 33.3 points over the last six games. And again, like I mentioned, because Lou Dort and Josh Kitty have been out, they're out again tonight. And he's pretty much the offense. He has the ball in his hands for majority of the game. Uh, he's scoring the points for them. And the, I think the books continue to misprice it. He's cashed his points props in six straight games for the Thunder. 
He scored 29 or more points in the last six games, including five of those games which have gone 30 or more points. I know you have the Bucks coming in, the Bucks coming in town with Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday has not been that same defender he was last season um, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And for for Shea to have this opportunity to go up against the defending champions in their building, I don't think he's going to back down here tonight. I have to continue to take this prop if it's listed at less than 28 and a half, 29 and a half points for SGA because nobody else is scoring points for them. So I got to continue it. SGA over 26 and a half points here tonight, Dan. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, as I said it, man, <laughs> no one's literally, they literally have no one to score the basketball. It's uh, Isaiah Roby and it's uh, SGA and it's primarily SGA yeah. and behind him, the depth of the thunder is just very, is very minimal. Yeah. Um, you got tail Maladon, you got guys that I've never even heard of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like this spot for, for SGA to go over. Um, and I think that will pair really well. As long as he's getting up all the shots there, that's less for Darius Baisley to have to put up. So I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I think this might be another game where we see points being put up. I know um, Thunder have not been great defensively when you're missing your two best defenders like Lou Dort and Josh Giddy are. Um, they've been giving up points, but uh, you know, sneakily, Thunder have been getting to that 100, and 100 point mark, 115, 110 point mark. So I think that we might see points in this game as well. But yeah. uh, let's get to your next player prop. Uh, Dan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go Brandon Ingram over five and a half assists at minus 135. Um, so he's hit, he didn't hit this in his first two contests, um, this season against the Memphis Grizzlies. He only had four in both of those, but he's averaging 5.7 this season. And he's gone over and he's gone over five and a half and six straight 7.3 assists per game over that span. He's hit this line in eight of his last nine road games, averaging 6.2 over his last 10. He has the most potential assists over the last 10 games on the Pelicans since CJ McCollum has been there. It's like him at 11.5 and then CJ McCollum at 11.1. So he's the, he's the point guard. Now Devontae Graham has moved to the bench. uh, Jackson Hayes has entered the starting lineup. So they're comfortable with bringing Devontae Graham off the bench and letting him kind of facilitate being that point forward. Um, So I think the point BI is, is a thing that's going to continue here. Willie green likes him facilitating the offense. We've seen his, just complete offensive game really flourish with uh, alongside there with uh, CJ McCollum. So I think he's going to get over this in the, in this mismatch versus the Grizzlies here. Um, five and a half seems a bit low. He had nine last game. So I'm going to keep riding this wave here of Brandon Ingram assists overs. Yeah. I love this play. Um, and this was something that was that, that uh, I noticed as well when I was kind of going through box scores every day with Brandon Ingram and, you hit the handicap on the head that they moved Jackson Hayes into that starting lineup to kind of give some more defense and rim protection. Yeah. Um, and when you add a guy like CJ McCollum, that's going to, it's easy for a guy like Brandon Ingram to find another score on the floor, like CJ McCollum, because he's been crushing his points prop as well. And now that, like you mentioned that Brandon Ingram's kind of taken on that point guard role, the assists by the markets are not, or the market is not accounting for what Brandon Ingram has done over the past six, seven games, or even since they acquired CJ McCullum on this team. So, and it's really paid dividends for this assist prop for a guy like Brandon Ingram. So I love this play. Um, like you mentioned, I think he's dished out six or more assists in six straight games for the Pelicans. Just to add on top of that, Grizzlies are number 20 in opponent assists per game over the last five games as well. So again, this is a game that has one of the higher totals tonight at 232. So expect to see buckets in this game. Expect to see, you know, assists and, and shots being made. So I think that he should be able to get it over this uh, five and a half number. I love this one uh, for Brandon Ingram tonight. Over five and a half assists 
Um, for my last one, I'm going to stay in that same game of the Thunder and the um, Bucks game. I'm going to go with Giannis, and, and this has been a prop that I've been backing over the last five games and his cash in all five games. That's going to be over on his rebounds at 12 and a half uh, for Giannis tonight. And the Thunder, again, like I've talked about, the, uh, the struggling on the defensive end of the basketball, no Lou Dort, no Josh Giddy, who are sidelined by injuries. Um, and because those two guys are out, the rebounding has really dropped off for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. You would think that guys like Isaiah Roby and Darius Basie, like you mentioned, would be getting those rebounds. But the Thunder ranked number 25 in opponent rebounds allowed over the last five games, especially with those guys being out. Another website I like to use is hashtag basketball. And over the last seven days, the Thunder are allowing opposing centers slash power force to grab 20.2 rebounds per game. So for Giannis, he's grabbed 13 or more rebounds in five straight games for the Bucs. And in a prior match of this season against the same Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team, Giannis had 19 rebounds and 36 minutes of playing time in that game. So the lack of front court or big men to kind of defend and contain Giannis, that should enable him to have another big game here tonight, uh, rebounding the basketball. So I'm going to continue riding this train. It's hit in the five straight games for Giannis. So I'm taking over 12 and a half rebounds for Giannis tonight, Dan. And you got to play Giannis overs for rebounds. I, I, the front court just is non-existent right now. It's like him and Serge Ibaka. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes you get Bobby Portis in there, but I've seen Bobby Portis the last several of games kind of play this like uh, fade to the wing yeah. uh, type of player. And um, Giannis is just in, imposing his will on any team that he plays against. And, you know, the Thunder... I'm not really actually concerned about a blowout here. The Thunder have actually been covering at a pretty high rate over the course of the season. So um, as long as this game is competitive, I, I see no reason why, you know, Giannis won't have like a 14, 15 rebound type of game. And uh, he didn't play that great uh, last game. You know, it was more of a Chris Middleton game. So um, it's not very, it's not, it doesn't happen very often that Giannis isn't the best player on the floor. So I think this is going to be a nice buy low spot for, for Giannis in any any one of his uh, his his uh, props here, whether it be points, rebounds, or assists, but like rebounds is probably the most consistent prop you can play for Giannis. Yeah, I think yeah, he was really in foul trouble the last game against Phoenix. He only played thirty one minutes, but he was still able to get thirteen rebounds. But right, you know, with Giannis on the floor, I mean, even in the All Star game in twenty seven minutes, he had twelve rebounds. So uh, <laughs> you know, he's searching for those rebounds. Uh, did you have any other honorable mentions? I know we were talking offline about a couple things, Dan, but anything else that you want to throw out there before we get to best bets? Yeah, I got another one that I really like that kind of came to me on a humble from playing fantasy basketball. Um, And I'm going to go with another one with plus money. It's going to be Buddy Heald over eight and a half rebounds and assists. I think he's really integrated well with the Pacers. The first game against um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, when he first joined Indy, he actually went for 17 rebounds and assists. But since joining the Pacers, he's averaging 11.3 rebounds and assists per game. And he's gone over this line in eight of his last 10 games. And he's averaging a whopping 39 minutes per contest. We had to check the injury report before this because I wanted to make sure that Chris Chris Duarte wasn't playing. We don't know that yet. He's questionable with a toe injury. But I don't think it's going to matter even if Duarte plays, man. Like, Buddy Heald has has really been a fixture of Rick Carlisle's offense here. And, um, you know, we see it with Malcolm Brogdon. He's really become the scorer. Tyrese Halliburton is the true point guard. And Buddy Heald is doing a little bit of everything. So eight and a half seems a bit low just considering what he's been doing uh, for this team. And 
surprisingly, over the course of the season, despite coming off the bench for a majority of the season, he was averaging 9.3 rebounds and assists over the course of the year. So I feel pretty good about Buddy Heald tonight. And uh, at plus money, I'm, I'm definitely going to dabble in this. Yeah, I quickly just search uh, Buddy Heald, uh, even with Chris Duarte in the lineup, he's gone over this eight and a half projection in three out of the four games. So um, with or without Chris Duarte, I, I think you can agree that I think that he's still going to get the uh, rebounds and assist um, at eight and a half here tonight. So I, uh, this is something we're talking about offline, and I, I really like this play as well. So um, there's a bonus play from Dan with Buddy Heald over eight and a half uh, rebounds and assists combined, not just rebounds or assists, but this is combined. So I think the market again has not uh, priced this correctly for buddy healed. Um, Dan, let's take another quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll identify best bets and then we'll get into some final thoughts. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make easy, to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promo- promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey who purchased a Murray State championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to 1 odds while the sportsbooks are only offering 150 to 1 odds. Now is the time to find these Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tournament starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and one to keep to let it ride. PropSwappers has thousands of buyers across the country so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sales. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. 
Yes, GPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Dan, let's identify our best bets. I'm going to give you the floor first, man. Best bet for tonight. What do you got? And it might just, I might have to throw in my bonus of Buddy Healed, but I think I'm going <laughs> to go with Kyrie Irving over 23 and a half. To me, this is just going to be the game of the sauce. You're going to see dynamic point guard play and guard play by both teams. Kevin Durant's going to do his normal thing of getting 30, but he's going to need somebody else to get buckets with him. And I think this is going to be the breakout game for Kyrie Irving, where I think he's going to get, he's definitely going to go off a little bit here. The Nets need a victory. This is a team that they can certainly score against the Hornets, uh, being that they're 28th in points allowed per game, even though their defense has gotten a little bit better recently. Uh, this is going to be a, a way too much firepower with, with Kyrie and, and KD finally getting their groove again and ready to make this home stretch uh, for a playoff run. So, yeah, I like Kyrie Irving over 23 and a half points. Yeah, this is a big game for Brooklyn. I mean, they have the the probably the game of the year on deck against Philly, their return Oh yeah, um, on Thursday. And, you know, that's going to be a toss-up game. You know, both teams are going to be motivated for that game. And then they have New York on Sunday. So, um, if they want to kind of get a little winning streak going here and, and you know, with Ben Simmons in the folds trying to come back and kind of build some momentum, I think this is a game that they really need. So I think the stars are going to shine here, led by uh, Kyrie Irving in this game. So, yeah, I like that play. Um, for my best bet, I'm going to go with Giannis Rebounds, man. He's been really good to me over the past week or so here. I don't see any trouble on why he won't be able to get assists here tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder, like I mentioned in an earlier match of the season, he had uh, 19 and 36 minutes, but also he's gone over this projection in five straight games. I think that will continue tonight uh, for uh, Giannis here against the Thunder. So I'm going to take Giannis over 12 and a half rebounds against the Thunder here tonight as my best bet. Um, that's going to bring us to the end of it. Uh, Dan, anything else that you want to kind of get off your chest before we get out of here? Holy shit. Did I just miss the 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 Adam Schefter bomb of Russell Wilson being traded to the Denver Broncos? Oh, yeah. Just came across. Seahawks and Broncos have agreed to terms on trade involving Russell Wilson pending a physical. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Crazy. Yeah. So we'll break it here. Well, I don't know. Depending on when we get this out. But yeah, crazy, crazy news. Um. But yeah, other than that, man, six game slate, really excited. I know that we've, we had a ton of props. I know you had like five or six props that you really had for today. We condensed it into three or four, but um, yeah, man, um, I'm definitely going to be putting some plays out there. Um, I got to really bounce back here. I feel like the, uh, the spreads has just been so tight lately that uh, I feel like the only edge out there for NBA right now is player props. So yeah, I'm definitely going to lock in Giannis overs as well as the, the Durant. And um, what was your, your other one? Um, I had, uh, so SGA, give out Giannis Durant. SGA, that's right. SGA. Yeah. Yep, and yep, then I'm on it. I know we we're talking offline about another one that uh, Ingram, I did agree on with you as well. That was one of the ones I had written down. There was one more that I liked here. Um, I know I mentioned it to you. Um, uh, Evan Mobley, I think something to keep an eye on Dan, mm. uh, especially with Jared Allen now going to be sidelined for probably the rest of the season. So I, I kind of want to. I want to sit back and see what Evan Mobley does without Jared Allen in the lineup. So I know the books have accounted for it a little bit because his points proper at 17 and a half and 10 and a half for his rebounds. But I really want to see how Jamie Bickerstaff utilizes him. If he sees an increase in minutes and, and what, what his numbers kind of look like without Allen. So definitely that's something to keep an eye on as we kind of go uh, forward in this NBA season. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. 
Yeah, I know our minds are wrapped up with this Russell Wilson uh, trade. <laughs> uh, we are going to do some NFL stuff on the podcast uh, between myself, Dan, and Rod. I think this week might be a good time for us to do that. Now with the Russell Wilson news, so uh, you know we'll plan something for you guys, so definitely look out for that. But, Dan, anything else? And let the people know where they can find you, man, before we get out of here. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Titus. And, uh, yeah, man, let's uh... – Let's get this money, man. We we uh really excited to be back on the propcast. Thank you for Jong for holding it down for so long. I've uh, been doing great and always love to the SGPN crew. Excited to talk football very soon with uh, Rod as well. So uh yeah, man, more stuff and uh hopefully y'all will hear me on the NBA Gambling podcast with my boy McKee on Friday. So let's go. Yes, sir. Dan back in the fold for the NBA propcast. It's gonna start picking back up. A lot of NBA stuff, a lot of NFL stuff. We're going to get into it, so stay tuned. And again, please, 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 if you haven't left us a review or a rating for the PropCast, it helps us out. I've only seen two come across. I know we have a lot of fans of the PropCast, so please, just once you finish listening to this, drop us a nice review, drop us a nice rating. It really helps us grow, uh, grow the show and climb the charts there. So with that being said, you can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We will be back with the NBA PropCast tomorrow with myself and Scott, so look out for that. Good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>